baku 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 kulo silo coto kulo baku 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 male baku 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 kulo silo coto kulo Baku baku baku, maleh baku, yume wakute, iwaleteru kedo, dobutsu ende wa, oi mo tabete te, ringo mo tabete te, baku 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 baku. Oh boy. Well, hello and welcome back to Varmint's Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name is Paul, not an animal expert. On my own today, Donna got her booster shot and it kicked her butt just like it kicked my butt. We are fully vaxxed and boosted and ready to go and we hope that you are also fully vaxxed and boosted and masking up and washing your hands and being safe and doing all the things so that you don't get sick you don't want to get sick oh today (laughs) today we're talking about tapers uh yeah a little solo episode about tapers today not enough information on them to make a full episode with both of us but enough there to make a, a a solo episode so i hope you enjoy it and I'll uh, we'll start with some news. This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. A Malayan taper was born over the weekend at Zoo Antwerp, entering the world trunk first after a smooth delivery from Mother Nakai. Malayan tapers are endangered, so the birth comes as really exciting news for the zoo's conservation program. A caretaker at the zoo, Sarah, said on the cameras you can see that he flopped out in 10 minutes and Mother Nakai licked him dry like an experienced mother. We saw the baby drink well and noticed that it is a male. You can't miss it. (laughs) So this is the fourth taper baby for Nakal, and it's her first son, and he is the second offspring from his father, Baku. Caretakers have chosen two options for names for him, Wayan, which means first son, or Willie, with a will so strong. I like Willie. The baby taper has brown skin and white markings designed to help him camouflage with the shadows cast on the ground under bushes in the rainforest, and he doesn't re- really resemble his parents so much right now, but he will later on, and he's terribly cute. Like, this is the cutest little animal you've ever seen. Well, here's a reminder to go to varmints.podbean.com for links to audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at at varmintspodcast, all one word. And you can reach us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. We have a Pinterest board that is curated by one of our listeners, and you can put varmints into the search engine at Redbubble for all kinds of wonderful merchandise. If you like this show... Why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to the podcast? We are everywhere that podcasts are found, and word of mouth 
is the very best way to help us grow. Now let's learn a little bit about tapers. Have you ever wondered about animals? What do they look like? Where do they live? Why are some of their legs also hands? Well, we have. So it's time to learn about animals. So we're learning about tapers today. Tapers are found in the tropical forests of Malaysia and the Americas. There are four recognized species of taper. Three of them are New World species, the Baird's taper, the South American taper, the Mountain taper. Those are all found in the Americas. The Cabamani taper lives in Brazil, and there is some debate as to whether it's a distinct species or if it's just part of the South American species. And then we have the only Old World species, the Malayan taper in Southeast Asia. Taper fossils have been found on every continent except Antarctica. And at one time there were about 18 species of taper, but all but four of those species went extinct. The four species we have left have survived mass extinctions. They are living fossils, meaning that their body shape really hasn't changed that much in the last 30 million years. They are herbivorous, they eat plants. All species are very similar in size, ranging from 29 to 42 inches or 74 to 100 centimeters from foot to shoulder and they can weigh anywhere from 500 to 800 pounds. That's 227 to 363 kilograms, a lot, lot, lot bigger than I thought. All species have oval white-tipped ears, round bodies with stubby little tails, and hooved feet. And all of them have an elongated proboscis, or nose, or trunk, like a little mini elephant trunk. And it can move in all directions and grab foliage that would otherwise be out of reach for that taper. It can also be used like a snorkel when the taper is underwater. Tapers are not aquatic animals necessarily, but they do spend quite a bit of time in the water. Baby tapers of every species have speckled coats which camouflage them on the forest floor, and when they grow older, the old world tapers are brown or reddish brown, but the Malayan taper has a very distinct coat. Their heads, shoulders, and legs are dark brown. The rest of their body is white, and it's like a stark difference between the dark brown and the white. It's They're really cool-looking animals. Male tapers are called bulls, female tapers are called cows, and babies are called calves, uh, just like cattle. And a group of tapers is called a candle, like, the, like a candle that you would light. I have no idea why. The word taper is a French word, and they got it from an extinct language called Old Tupi. So what does taper mean? It just means taper. That's it. <laughs> Sometimes these animal names just, that's, that's how it happens. Three or four hundred years ago, an Aboriginal Brazilian pointed at a taper. He called it a tapira. And either nobody asked him what the word meant, or if they did, they forgot to write it down, and it's a taper. Now, maybe at this point some of you are saying, why are you calling it a taper, Paul? It's tapir, or tapir, or there's a few other ways to pronounce it. Well, the good news is that all of these pronunciations are common and accepted, and I say taper, because that is what I've been taught. It's what's comfortable to me, and if I tried to pronounce it any other way, I would probably slip and just say taper. So, we're going to stick with that. Language. It's, language is wonderful. The one adaptation I want to focus on is the Fleming response. This response is not exclusive to tapers. All sorts of animals do this, 
if you have a cat at home, you've seen it probably make a weird little face. The Fleming response is a behavior that animals use to investigate a smell. Animals that do this will raise their heads and they'll curl back their upper lip, like really curl it back to the point where they look like they're mocking you for smiling at them. They're really goofy looking. And it's easy to mistake this behavior for aggression because you see their teeth, their teeth are bared. What's actually happening is that the animal is opening up tiny ducts on the roof of its mouth. These ducts are called the nasopalate canals, and those connect with something called the Jacobson's organ. That organ has completely different neurons than the ones associated with the sense of smell. And these ducts are filled with saliva, so whatever molecules get trapped in there have to be physically pumped into the Jacobson's organ with special muscles. It's almost kind of like a sixth sense that exists somewhere in between taste and smell. Now, breathing is an involuntary reflex, and as you're breathing, you might catch a whiff of something. But the Fleming response is completely voluntary. An animal that uses the Fleming response will also just catch a little whiff of something while it's breathing. And if it wants to investigate that smell a little further, it will curl up its lips, take in those smells, and process them further. And when you've got extra receptors and extra neurons, you get more information about what you're sniffing. So it's kind of like high-definition smelling. It's really cool. Tapers do this Fleming response all the time. Out in the wild, it's used for finding food and mates. The tapers at my local zoo do this constantly because at a zoo, there are all sorts of smells. Uh, there's food, whether it's their food or people food. There's body odor. There are smells from other animals or any other smells that might come wafting by. I don't know why every zoo has that 15-year-old boy that, that puts his Axe body spray on with a crop duster. I don't understand that. Um, but that'll, <laughs> that'll probably make a... <laughs> that'll make a, a, a taper do the Fleming response, probably. It, it, it makes me... It makes me curl my nose up, that's for sure. Oh, boy. And it's, it's because they're curious creatures. They're trying to learn more about the world around them. It's really, really cool. So let's talk about conservation status just for one minute. Unfortunately, the population of all species of tapirs are declining. Tapirs are poached for their meat and hides and habitat loss, mainly for land clearing for agriculture, is diminishing their numbers. They also have a very low reproductive rate. A tapir cow becomes sexually mature at around four years of age, and she only gives birth to one calf at a time after carrying that calf for 13 months. So if that taper can survive the first year and a half of life and remain healthy and survive to the ripe old age of 30, it might give birth to 12 to 14 calves in its lifetime. And if half of those calves are female, then they have to do the same thing. They have to survive long enough to make little genetic copies of themselves because that's what animals do. So that's why the birth rate is so low and that's why they're in such big trouble. Well, we are going to talk about tapers in pop culture and a couple other things, but not before I tell you about our Patreon. It's the new year, and because it's the new year, we have several big expenses that hit us all at once because we pay for some things annually. And they're things that allow us to maintain our hosting. We have a website parked. We have network dues. We have all this stuff that we have to pay all at once. And throughout the year, we occasionally have to buy equipment or stickers and other cool things for our Patreon supporters. But the rest of the year, we're kind of like saving up for 
January when we get hit with all this, all these expenses. And we try to keep a little cushion in the account for unexpected expenses, like having to buy a new microphone, for instance. So we really do appreciate your help. I appreciate your help. I know Donna does too. Patreon supporters get early episodes, videos, and bonus audio. And I'm going to record some bonus audio right now. No, really, right now. <laughs> Hold on for a second. Well, some of you might have heard a little jingle, and if you did, you didn't get the bonus information that the Patreon supporters got. The Patreon supporters got a little bonus fact, and I think that last segment was worth a dollar a month, maybe three dollars a month. So, if you'd like to join our Patreon to hear that segment and to get all kinds of other bonus goodies, you can go to patreon.com varmints. Hey there everyone, Paul and Don are a couple of nerds just like you, and they don't get to see animals up close and in person very often. So let's talk about where we all see them most of the time, on movies, TV, comic books, toys and video games. Well, a couple of things for pop culture this week. The first you heard at the beginning of the show was a song that was composed by Yumi Ono for World Taper Day, which was April 27th. It was in a different language, so I will translate that for you into English. Uh, she sings taper, 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 black and white, and a little more black, taper, 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 the Malayan taper. They are thought to eat people's nightmares, but in the zoo, they eat potatoes they also eat apples. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry if that song is still stuck in your head. It is going to be stuck in my head forever. The other pop culture thing I want to tell you about is our buddy Z Frank on YouTube. He makes such funny videos, especially with these little kind of obscure animals. And uh, his video on the taper which is kind of a little folktale thing. Um, you know what? Z Frank doesn't have any copyright things on any of his videos, so I'm just going to play this whole thing. <laughs> He's Z Frank on YouTube. Go subscribe to him. That's all I can tell you. There, there's no copyright. There's nothing really preventing me from sharing this with you, and I need a break from talking for three and a half minutes, so please enjoy Z Frank talking about tapers. Here are true facts about the tapir. When all of the animals heard that Mrs. Tapir was going extinct, they decided to pay her a visit and see if they could offer some advice. Tiger was first, and she said, You have such lovely stripes when you're a baby. You should keep them when you grow up. Then people might pay more attention to you. Tapir looked up from her paper and said, Oh, stripes are a bit childish, don't you think? I mean, for a baby it's fine, but adults need to be taken more seriously. Hmm, said Tiger. I have stripes and people take me seriously. You know what I did yesterday? I chased down an antelope and I ate its intestines <laughs> while it was still alive. It started to scream, so I bit off its face. Oh, silly Tiger said Tapir, but it was obvious that she'd already gone back to clipping coupons. Next came Pig, and Pig said, You're chubby, Tapir, but you should get fat, like really fat. I'm <laughs> fat and humans love me. Tapir paused. 
but they eat you. Pig nodded knowingly and said, Six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> Tapir said, I don't think you know what that means, Pig. But Pig <laughs> smiled a knowing smile and replied, YOLO, and then farted and backed out of the room making a low <laughs> oo sound to seem mysterious. Next came Elephant. Tapir, you should grow out that trunk of yours like I did. Tapir said, gosh, no offense, but I've had work done to get it to this size. Any bigger and it's just embarrassing. Embarrassing, said the elephant. You know what I just did? Sucked water from a kiddie pool without bending my knees, drank half of it, took a crap, and used the rest like a portable bidet. <laughs> What's a bidet? Tapir asked, but then quickly regretted the question when the live demo ensued. Circus Bear came next and said, Tapir, I think I have the solution. Entertainment. Come, let me see that smile. And Tapir smiled and Bear said, Let's walk back from the smiling. Can you do any tricks? <laughs> Tapir shrugged. Well, I've never thought silly hobbies were very appropriate for a grown Tapir, but I do have one trick. And Bear clapped. Let's see it, he said. All right. Oh, oh my. Oh, holy, is that? Oh, Okay, yep, there's the trick. Well, I don't think this is suitable for my audience, but I do know some bears that run a live webcam show that might be interested. <laughs> Tapir blushed. Well, I don't use the internet. Crosswords are plenty enough thrill for me. Bird came next, but Bird's an idiot, so we won't talk about him. <laughs> Hippopotamus, on the other hand, said, Tapir, I heard you can swim. You should hang out with us and be the badasses of the waterhole. People love that stuff. Tapir smiled. Not to brag, but I've done a bit of water ballet in my day, and I'm no stranger to a good paddling. Hippo frowned. That isn't really badass, Tapir. <laughs> Yesterday I had to kill a crocodile that bit my ass. Well, said Tapir, that kind of roughhousing isn't allowed in the water. Besides, I wouldn't be comfortable in a bathing suit all day anyway. And Tapir said thanks but no thanks to all of the animals and closed her door so she could watch Leno. <laughs> Just remember, if you never take any risks, like Tapir, you might just fade away. So that was Z Frank on his YouTube channel, Z-E-F-R-A-N-K. Go subscribe to that YouTube channel. Uh, it's super funny. It's really, really funny. And it's probably a little bit of a cop-out that I just played a three-and-a-half-minute-long clip for my pop culture, but... Uh, I, it was worth sharing the whole thing, I think. Uh, so, hey, are you going to eat that? Oh, Josh, you silly goose. I'm not going to eat tapers. They're endangered. I don't eat endangered things, but some people do. Uh, like we mentioned, people are poaching them for... Skin and meat, and that's unfortunate because, I mean, the, that's unfortunate. I don't even have to tell you why it's unfortunate. It's terrible. Uh, they are fast for their size, and they can defend themselves, but things like jaguars, tigers, anacondas, and crocodiles, they will all very happily eat tapers. Is your brain a repository of useless information? Well, let's help everyone win that next trivia night or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the Animal Fact of the Week. So there is a surprising link between tapers in Costa Rica and climate change, which is a real thing. 
an independent research group funded by the Zoological Society of London, focused its research that links the loss of large herbivores like tapers to the loss of a forest's capacity to suck carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and store it in leaves, wood, and roots. The biggest trees in the forest, the, the ones that can store the most carbon, rely on seed dispersal. Now that is when an animal eats something containing seeds, it poops out those seeds that are broken down and covered in, well, poop, which is a really great fertilizer. One ecologist used a computer simulation to see how much carbon storage could be lost if you removed the trees that tapers help grow by just by simply eating and pooping and being tapers. He found that forests could lose about 12% of their carbon storage capacity, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you consider that tropical forests account for about 40% of the world's carbon stores, it's a big deal, especially you know, on a planet that is getting its butt kicked by climate change, which is, we always say, is a real thing. Science doesn't stop being science, even if you don't believe in it. This ecologist said that the loss of tapers and other large herbivores is deforestation without cutting any trees down. That's how bad it is. So Nye Conservation down in Costa Rica is trying to get the local community on board with taper conservation by working with local schools, running workshops to enlist children as taper savers, training forest rangers to collect to gather research data, and talking to truck drivers to find ways to help them avoid fatal collisions with tapers on the roads. Because if you can save the tapers, you might just save the world. Well, thanks for listening to this little old solo episode. Do hope you enjoyed it. This show is brought to you, as always, with technical support by Matthew Chomo, Bed music by Kevin McLeod. Our logo was created by Imran Javed. Vocal talent today was Josh Hallmark, Stacy and Frosty, and Justine and Santiago. Well, it is the Rugrat Corner. Even though it's a solo episode, I managed to get my nephew to be our Rugrat Corner this week. If you have a Rugrat who is eight years of age or younger that wants to be on the podcast, send us a message on Facebook or you can email us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it super duper easy for your Rugrat to hear their voice on the podcast. If you have anything that records audio, we can use it. So, here's Grayson. He has something to say about tapers. Okay, what's your name? Grayson. And how old are you? Five. And are you my nephew? Yeah. Yeah? Yes, you are my <laughs> nephew. And we just watched a video about tapers, right? He said tapirs. What do you like better, taper or tapir? Tapir. You have to say it in the... Don't whisper it in my ear. They can't hear you. What do you like tapir. better? Tapir. Tapir, okay. Uh, and so what did you learn from this video? That the babies could go invisible. Yeah. Yeah, they have like camouflage, right? Yeah. They have like speckles. What else? They have... Okay. Dots or lines yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Do you like tapers or tapirs? You like you prefer saying tapir, right? How big do you think those are? Um twenty-five. Twenty-five? Twenty-five pounds? What if I told you that one of these tapirs gets to be like eight hundred pounds? Then I try and find it. You would try to find it, yeah. I wouldn't because that's a pretty big animal. 
It would be easy to find, though, if it was 800 pounds, right? Yeah. Um, what else? Did you want to say anything else about this video? What else did you learn from it? Anything? Um... Are you done? Okay. <laughs> Say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Grayson. <laughs> oh, Grayson is the best. He's absolutely the best. So, yeah. Thank you, Grayson. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. Me and Donna will be with you together next time. We're going to be talking about fireflies. Until then, be nice to animals. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. Bakuba